Welcome to Binging the Force with the Rocky Mountain Fan Force. Uh, I am Dale. I've got a great uh, panel of Star Wars fans with me tonight uh, to talk about The Mandalorian, Chapter 2, The Child. James, uh, what's happening with the Rocky Mountain Fan Force this week? Okay, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, so Rocky Mountain Fan Force, we do monthly get-togethers, uh, sometimes in person and sometimes online. Uh, this month we'll be doing an online event where we'll get together and talk about recent Star Wars news, things going on in the Star Wars universe, and uh, just generally talk about Star Wars. Um, so that's February 18th from 2 to 5. Uh, you can find that information, the events tab on our uh, Facebook page, Rocky Mount Fan Force, and also St. Patrick's Day Parade. We'll be doing that with the 501st uh, Garrison, Mercs, Rebel Legion, and a couple other groups. Uh, March 11th, approximately 9.30 in the morning is when we're going to meet. But some of those details as far as where we're going to meet and the exact time are being, uh, uh, haven't been determined yet. So uh, keep an eye out on the the events tab for for the face our Facebook uh, location, and um, that will be updated once we get a little bit closer. Again, thanks for joining us tonight. Awesome. All right. So uh, last week we left off um, from, from the first episode of Mando with the big reveal of baby Yoda at the end. At this point, we don't know him as, as the child. Um, maybe he's referred to as the asset, um, but he's not, he's not Grogu. He's, he's just, you know, baby Yoda. Uh, so uh, Dan, uh, when you first saw baby Yoda, what, what did you think um of this creature, where, where did you think he came from? Did you think it was the offspring of of Yoda and, and Yaddle, or what was your what was your baby Yoda theory uh, in when the series first came out? <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought maybe he actually was related to. I mean, who knows? It might still be related to Yoda somehow. But uh, yeah, I just thought he was the cutest thing in the world, like probably everybody else. Um, yeah, I I thought it was a great concept. I thought it was, there was some great. Um, development of his character pretty quickly in this episode so i'm um, looking forward to watching this one again very cool uh now shane um i know you were pumped when the mando series came out and it was billed as this bounty hunter he looked like boba fett um were, were you ready for uh the child to take the world by storm <laughs> oh you're on mute you're on mute bud <laughs> Sorry, not necessarily, um, but uh, you know, once you saw that 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 little guy, he's so cute. You you knew Disney was going to market the heck out of it, and it was going to be this big, you know, push for toys and, and stuffed animals. And I couldn't wait to get my own, to be perfectly honest. But uh, now I think I have like eight or ten Baby Yoda items myself. But the character in general, I think, is fascinating. Uh, I, I, you know, seeing an offspring of, of that Yoda creature. And seeing it as a young little baby, because you, we've, like you said, we've only seen Yoda and Yaddle as those two species, right? And and there's so many questions that are around that. Uh, just where, where does that species come from? Are those really the only three that, that there are out there? Or how rare are they? You know, it, it's because they live forever. It feels like a 900 years. You know, you'd, you'd think you'd see them all over the place. But there's only three that we know of. And you see all these other creatures everywhere, you know, really makes you sort of curious and i really am happy that Filoni and, and favreau brought this creature to us i think it's really cool yeah uh 
Michael, were you surprised um, when it seemed like that first episode was all new characters for them to throw uh, something that looked familiar, but we actually had no idea what the heck it was? I mean, I thought it was great. It's 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 all new Star Wars. So I didn't really, I would say I went in with very little kind of preconceived notions. And, and at that point, with no knowledge of who the who the baby is, I mean, you know, thankfully, I don't think anyone on this call or people who thought it was actual Yoda because there was a lot of confusion about that and a lot of where the the calling it baby Yoda came from was the GP general public kind of you know not getting that there's no way it can be Yoda because in the timeline Yoda's been dead for like you know seven eight years at that point. Good point. Good point. Well there's you know interesting fact is there's a lot of rumors out there that you know and you even see in the trailers for season three uh you know the lightsabers cutting through the door uh in during order 66 and, and there's people saying that it could be anakin skywalker and maybe some sort of face-off between grogu and anakin and you know that, that hayden christensen has been back i'm really excited for season three to see how they show more of what grogu's backstory is and how he escaped the jedi temple i i think it's really fascinating to see that that part of star wars that we've only sort of talked about as fandom groups but to actually see it in real live action, I think is really exciting. Yeah. Uh, James, did you think uh, Baby Yoda was going to be a continuing part of the story? Like we'd see so much screen time for him, or did you think it was just, hey, Mando's going to pick up this random person every week and drop him off somewhere? Yeah, I initially thought that um, that it was going to be, he would be in just a couple episodes or something. And I, I just think it would, it's really cool how their relationship develops and the, kind of the friendship and the care that the Mandalorian, it really takes takes seriously kind of taking care of Grogu and, and getting him uh, to where he needs to be. I, I think this ep episode is especially um, touching the way Grogu, when he sees that he's, you know, basically injured and some of the other things that he does through the episode. So this episode's going to be really interesting to watch again. Very cool. All right. Uh, you guys ready to get into it? I was just going to mention that there's very little dialogue, so there's there's not a lot in the subtitles for this week because there's there's really, I mean, until, until the very end, there's almost no dialogue. It is, it is like all action. Interesting. So we'll go ahead and lead into The Mandalorian Chapter 2, The Child. I love how this episode starts off just right after we essentially saw Grogu right away. You know, it's just boom, next scene essentially. I, I think it's great. Yeah, still hanging out on Tatooine. It's not Tatooine. Oh, it's not. No, I no, keep no. thinking that. Job. I thought that last week. And you... <laughs> I, I can't the remember. Job the name. Is it just everywhere? Uh, Arvala 7. Is Arvala the 7. Planet. Yeah. So, but now, uh, uh, real quick, these little creatures. I don't remember what they're called, but uh, it's like a seahorse with legs almost. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I do like um, what, what you mentioned there, how it just picks up right away. Um, and I, and because they, they don't keep that consistent uh, throughout the whole series, but at least for this, yeah, he's uh, at the moment, he's marooned on this planet. We don't, we don't see that yet, but he'll find out soon enough. Well, what's cool about this, the, especially the first two episodes, I think, is if you watch them back to back, it's almost like watching a movie, right? It's it's mm -hmm. like sure. yeah. 
you know, especially how it just picks up here. And then the detail in this gauntlet, just how you see that for the first time is great. I love that the, the baby stays in the crash and just kind of keeps floating around. And uh, I think we, we see later in the episode that he actually has a remote control where he's remote controlling it. Yeah. Now, this, that, uh, uh, this bounty you... hunter, um, are these bounty hunters that are trying to get Grogu from him. Isn't that Borsk from like Empire, uh, Empire Strikes Back, oh, right? Bosk. He was one of the, Oh, the, the Bosk episode. character? I don't know if those are the Bosk aliens. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're yeah, I, don't, I don't know if he's one of them, but it's definitely the same race. Yeah. yeah. The, the same alien race, yeah. 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 And did they give him, like, the puffy vest uh, so it kind of matches other Trandoshans? <laughs> I didn't notice. I counted yeah. on you to know the name. That's what they're called, Trandoshans? Yep. <laughs> Man, I that, love that that rifle just vaporizes people instead of just knocking them down. <laughs> It's it's child. You know, I have a uh, uh, Nerf blaster. That's one of those. So. <laughs> nice. It vaporizes people. No, <laughs> no. I just shoot my children with it. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever stray cats come on the property, they they see the end of it. <laughs> it's so cute. I, I rewatched it with my daughter this weekend, and and he's so cute. Came out about every three minutes or so. Yeah, yeah I believe it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's oh. just it's gorgeous production design. Um, and they just uh, I love how they created Grogu and it just seems so real and so lifelike. And um and it's the I, first I time we see him out of the crash actually walking towards him. We see, we never yeah. see feet. I don't think we've ever seen legs, but but we yeah. actually see him out of the crash and it's okay, uh, you know, we're, we're guessing at that point, yeah. okay, what's he trying to do? You know, what's yeah, what, yeah. what's he doing with his hand there? Yeah. See, I, yeah. I love Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, does, does anyone have any theories on that tracking fob? Like, is there a way of of not being tracked? I mean, how how the heck does that keep finding them? Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost like as you get closer, just ding, ding. <laughs> you know, it doesn't really seem to do much. <laughs> I want to make one comment here on his armor. You notice how he's repairing it compared to when he has his full Beskar set. You know, you can tell that that's not the pure best car that he's having yeah. and, and, you know, how much of an upgrade that he he gets with that, I think, is is awesome. How they can upgrade the character's ar armor throughout the series. Yeah, I, I think um, in, in the movies, like throughout the trilogies, characters get different costumes from, from one film to the next, but... Um, it's not really a part of the story so much. Yeah. Well, it's almost like a video game upgrade. Because right. yeah, in the beginning, he's just taking care of mostly foot soldiers and, and grunts, and he's just kind yeah. of powering up for the big guys. But by the end, oh, the, this scene is so great! How he's just picking off Jawas here, picking up. I just love mm -hmm. it. With the first time I ever saw it, you know, watching Grogu's uh, expression here is just amazingly yeah. funny. Yeah, this is a weapon I don't think we've ever seen before. It's kind of interesting. It takes out the biological part of whatever it is, but at least putting the right the clothes. Yeah, yeah. All we saw of it in the uh, in the holiday special animated short was he uses it to slap the the, the creature, but he doesn't actually ever fire it. Okay. Yeah. Am I the only one who's been around the RMFF long enough to remember that at one point 
we had planned to purchase an RV. Yes, I and, remember that. Those yeah. are some of my first and meetings we, I ever went to. Yeah, um, I thought you guys are crazy. <laughs> well, for those who didn't know, so let me. So, so we had planned to purchase an RV and modify it to look like the Jawa Sandcrawler here, and wow. and use it to actually take the whole group to conventions because we used to go to oh a lot God. of the, all the celebrations right. and yeah. and out of town conventions, and we 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 wanted to show up because this was the same group who had actually built an X-wing out of a out of a you know pull trailer for the. Uh, for the St. Patrick's Day parade, so that was going to be the next ambitious project. Was 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 actually taking an RV and, and building a sand crawler around it to drive that to, from city to city. Well, I think never the, happened. The goal was to do it for Celebration Three. Oh, okay. Was the goal to drive it to Indiana, and it, like you said, it just never happened. But remember, I remember Tim was trying to build his own X wing that flew as well. Yeah, Tim was a great guy. Rest in peace. Yeah, Tim Tracy. Um, oh, I did. I forgot to mention at the beginning that um, that so on the uh, YouTube channel, I'm I'm alternating the weekly review episodes here with a couple kind of retrospectives, like uh, RMFF videos of prior events that I've got that I've had on my YouTube channel, and I'm kind of moving them over. And the first one on there is a sparring session from the summer of 2002, and it really features one of our more illustrious members, Tim Tracy, and it's him kind of sparring with everybody. He's the one who spearheaded a lot of that kind of building, the building of the X-Wing on, uh, as a float for parades and the intention of trying to build the sand crawler. Never happened, and he passed away, unfortunately. <laughs> there he goes, throws the Jawa down. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of whales <laughs> other than the cattle prods their only weapons are trash yeah <laughs> well it could be they could have some weapons uh that they stole from his ship yeah like, well, i guess they got the little uh, the shotgun well see there they go they all got their little stun guns yeah that little little they all three to me just drop straight down yeah. and they do oh, like their yeah. little utini yell on in, in unison there <laughs> You know what's so great about this episode is is it feels so Star Wars, like episode four type of Star Wars. Uh -huh. You know, just old school. I love it. It's so fun. When when he's hanging on the side there and it gets close to the canyon wall, that reminds me of uh, Last Crusade. Yes. Uh, on the oh, side yeah. Of the tank. I love that. And he's on fighting on the tank, yeah. And then when, when he's climbing up the side, too, uh, with the rope and his and his cape kind of behind reminds me of like '66 Batman uh, when they oh, go yeah. up the side of a building. <laughs> you know, I, I love the montage that's gonna be coming up when they put the Razor Crest back together because you look at this thing and it is just like thrashed. <laughs> I mean, how the heck can they put that thing together? You know, it, it doesn't have a very good security system for Razor Crest. It doesn't have the club or anything. <laughs> <laughs> But, well, they didn't fly it away, so it may have a club. <laughs> At least they didn't send it to a chop shop. I'm surprised they did. They probably have their own chop shop. So yeah. they are the chop shop. <laughs> they are the brute squad. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you could tell he's about ready to cry under that helmet. <laughs> yeah. no, he ripped off all of his weapons. Yeah, <laughs> I can't see a tear falling down. Yeah, yeah it's not going like, anywhere. Yeah, we, we don't know um, about the, the rules, about the, the helmet removal and that. So at this point, it's kind of like, how what's this guy feeling right now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he's he's trying to show that emotion, um, like we talked about last time. 
uh, without any facial expression. Yeah. Which is quite. But they impressive. made that work really well, just by uh, either the physical act or, or if it's Pedro, actually Pedro Pascal, right? Yeah. Um, kind of their mannerisms, and you can, and just the way they set up the scenes. He's obviously um, pretty exasperated at this point. Right there uh, in the sunset. You know, it feels mm -hmm. very Western esque, too. Yeah, so he goes back to the only place he he has a friend at least. <laughs> His only friend. Yep. Your only friend on the whole planet. Nick Nolte. If Nick Nolte's your only friend, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> Dinner time. Yeah, yeah this is where we find out he's part French. Yeah. <laughs> well, definitely a carnivore. Yes, carnivore, for sure. Makes his problem. <laughs> this is what was causing all the fuss. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, this is the only section where we actually have dialogue because he has someone to talk to since the Jawas yeah. don't really, they're not very conversant. Yeah. Yeah. Baby Yoda doesn't make for great converse, two way conversation, I guess. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you think Mando would just pick him up once and just squeeze him because he's so cute. <laughs> like a cat or something. Do we, <laughs> think we'll, do we think we'll ever see his feet? Uh, I you'd think. <laughs> I thought you saw his foot in one scene later on in a different episode. I might be wrong. I have spoken. Yeah. Um, the. <laughs> <laughs> Spit that out. Yeah, not going to happen. That's like a uh, good portion of his body size. Like, I don't think I've ever seen <laughs> anything that's like half the length of my torso. He's got a big stomach. Really big stomach. Yeah. He's like a snake, maybe. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't have to eat for six weeks now. <laughs> so their plan yeah. is now they're going to try to trade, or or at least he's got the Ugnot is going to has a better relationship with the Jawas than he well, does. Well, that's for sure. He just vaporized half a dozen of them. Right. <laughs> I love how they they're just looking at their loot here, like, "Hey, man, we got lots of good stuff." <laughs> yeah, they are not his biggest fan. Greetings. Yeah, it, it's a good thing he's got Quill uh, to translate uh, and and help negotiate, I guess, because otherwise it would just be a, a shootout with the Jawas. Well, I think he's going <laughs> yeah. to did disintegrate a few of them. <laughs> yeah, I love the like all the little portals where some of them just like pop out of. Well, what's neat about this is is like the only. Before this, the only time you ever see a sand crawler on screen is in uh, A New Hope, right? And you just see a little bit when you see uh, R2 and C-3PO. Now you get to see so much more, especially when they're driving. The yeah. cockpit is so cool. Yeah, yeah I like the get, nice, get a lot more of Jawa culture. Yeah, a lot more uh, interaction with the Jawas. You get to learn about how they're like their their culture a little bit this, instead of just seeing them passing. Yeah, it's very similar to how you learn about uh, the Tuscans in the uh, Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah, and all this unexplored territory here. Things that from our childhood we always fantasized, you know, and wrote our own headcanon on. Exactly. Some of the stuff that, you know, really fascinated me, those ideas as when I was a kid that really made me grow to love Star Wars. He's like, they'll trade, and like, I'm not going to trade for my stuff. It's my stuff. Fair point. <laughs> like, no, it's ours now. He sent like a Wookie. Yeah, now we've got jokes. So <laughs> comes yeah. 
this is not the way. Yeah, they uh, want I, I his armor. Like That's not going to happen. Uh, they they got the red eyes. So in in a new hope, um, or in the OT when we see Jawas, they have yellow eyes. Um, yep. Then we learned through the uh, Hasbro action figure that these are called off-world Jawa, but um, it doesn't really say what on-world is. I guess. Uh, oh, interesting. The, the yeah, red on-world would be Tatooine, and so anyone they're they're. Yeah. Are they native to Tatooine? I don't know if we ever. No, no. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. The egg. The egg. (laughs) (laughs) I remember first time seeing this, I was like, what the heck are they doing? Yeah, it's a shame. That is a shame of not being able to hear the audio because it's so cute hearing them go, the egg. Well, they're saying like Utini or something like that, or there's some word that they're using for the egg, and they just say how he bumped his head up on the thing, and they all look at him and laugh. That's a cool shot. Um, yeah. Even even though this is shot on the volume, you know, it's like wow, there there's a sense of scale there, um, yeah. but they mm-hmm. look small compared to the to the uh, sand crawler. What did like you guys the, think? Very huge. What What did you guys think they wanted the egg for when you first saw this? <laughs> I thought it was like some sort of animal or something that they need for something. I thought like maybe it was like it or a something, stone yeah, or yeah. something like that, or a gem or. I mean, it really wasn't an egg. It was a, you know. The main thing I thought is the chant sounded like the chant in uh, Galaxy Quest. (laughs) And it's like the rock monster thing. It's like the rock, the rock, the rock. You know, maybe they, I wonder if they took a a few cues from that, from that movie. Yeah, there's definitely some, some tonal similarities. Yeah. 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 But it it seemed like, yeah, what was it supposed to be more like a trophy or, like a some kind of tradition thing. It it didn't. It was built up to be more than just a giant Cadbury egg, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. definitely is built up to be more than just an afternoon snack. You know. Yeah, I think they're mostly just setting them up to basically, uh, like, you're a tough guy. We'll deal with this. <laughs> you know? Right. Probably intended to get him killed so they wouldn't have to trade for his stuff. You know, they yeah. assumed he'd never come back. If he did, then then at least they've got a nice snack. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, maybe. it's hard to get this egg, and they haven't been able to do it themselves. So, or maybe they did it yeah, once. Maybe, and... maybe there's some kind of uh, hallucinogenic or some kind of drug in there, and that's what makes their eyes red. They should be yellow eyes as well, but <laughs> yeah. once they get a hold of the egg, egg. <laughs> once you get yeah, the maybe egg, they're just getting high off of it. <laughs> yeah, they seem pretty excited about getting it. We'll see in a couple yeah. minutes here. A catnip for jealous. <laughs> this was a pretty good reveal of a uh, scale just this eyeball popping out yeah right this is great right here this well yeah in the, in the version here of the rock monster <laughs> and right there you can tell his armor is not up to snuff man yeah. no <laughs> is is there is there a mando drinking game where you uh you drink every time he gets laid out on his back <laughs> it should be. We'd be at two for tonight. Uh oh. Yeah. Now he's got some problems. Yeah. Th- this jam. almost looks like the creature from uh, episode two that's in the arena. Like, yeah, it's the reek. But, um, there's a, apparently there's a real life creature. I don't know what it's called or where the fossil. Oh yeah. Are. The- that was around during like mammoth times and whatnot. Yeah, that's how yeah, we found that he actually has the remote for the crush there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yoda, Baby Yoda isn't piloting it. It is Mando controlling it somehow. Oh, man. Oh, that would hurt. Yeah, it just gets destroyed. <laughs> using the whole arsenal. Using, you know, the big gun wasn't going to work. Using the yeah. fire, using the rope, using everything he can. Yeah, this is before his jetpack. You know, Improvise, be... adapt, overcome, Mandalorian. <laughs> it's like, whoa, dude. <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little comedy the right bit right there. Just airborne. Mando's on his back. Make a drink. Now we're getting Mando. <laughs> Baby, Mando, baby, Mando, baby. There's a connection going on here. Are we building up to something? Oh, man. Just last stand here with the knife. <laughs> yeah. Just fighting to the bitter end. For ship parts. Yeah. And that hand. <laughs> that little hand. The promise that, that, they, that they built up earlier. <laughs> Yeah, I was interested if they actually like followed through and having him heal because we don't see him do that until like I don't think it's even this season, right? I think it's second yeah. season. I can't remember. Yeah. I, I remember it happened the exact same week as as the last Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah, because they wanted to explain it beforehand that it's not just Ray that could do it. That's right. Yeah, that that Jedi's do have healing, but we had never seen it happen until this show and that movie in the same week. Which would have been very helpful, you know, considering uh, episode three, right? I mean, mm -hmm. the whole reason Anakin turned to the dark side. I don't know how the heck you could take that thing down with a knife, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you know the right spot. <laughs> of course, he did burn the heck out of it first, too. Yeah. <laughs> His tongue, man. <laughs> and maybe it just completely died of fright by being lifted by Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's believable. You, know? you can die of sadness in the Star Wars. Right. If you can die of a broken heart, you can die of freaked out, freaked out by levitation. <laughs> and that took him out. So, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got, we now know he's got command of the force, you know. Yeah. He's got forces. And so quickly, it was like the first episode. I was surprised that they introduced him so quickly into the series, and then they already have him doing force, yeah. strong force yeah. stuff by the yeah, middle of the second episode. Quick. The egg is like looks like something that I don't know, like bad animal fur, it's like wet carpet, <laughs> yeah, wet shag carpet, yeah, exactly with mud on it. How do you even find that? I mean, <laughs> it looks just like everything that's around it. <laughs> And he's stalling. Yeah, I, I think we'll we'll definitely have to get some information soon on, on the Mando series as far as, okay, if he's 50 years old, at what span in that 50 years was he learning about the Force and how to do things like that? And how long has he been in captivity for? Yeah. Well, by this point, if he's 50 years old at this point, he would have only been like four or five during uh, Revenge of the Sith. Hmm. Not that, not that long, because it hasn't been fifty years. Yeah, it's probably closer to. died in like his early forties. Yeah. So it's only been like twenty years. years. Okay, so maybe it's ten, fifteen, but still yeah, it's relatively it's maybe twenty five years since the purge. So so he so the order sixty six would have been when he was around twenty five. Okay. Okay. 
which again for their lifespan i mean it you know 50 years out of 900 you know that's still and pretty he, young and there and he's essentially an infant still in this yeah. state right so what was he like back then you know like yeah even smaller the egg. Yeah, that's, that's so nasty. <laughs> that very egg. Yeah, like a bowl of queso. <laughs> what what killed this uh offshoot off off world uh Jawa? Salmonella. <laughs> High cholesterol. <laughs> they could be a little more efficient with that because they're they're just getting it everywhere. Man, look at that, man. Imagine putting that Lego set together. <laughs> well, we're gonna see a building montage of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that's not all the parts they ransacked, but yeah. Maybe maybe he's taken they had to make a couple trips to get it off. Well, I, I like how once they get it back together, it's like exactly the same as it was before. <laughs> Aren't there always parts left over? Yeah. <laughs> I really want some A-team music, like when B.A. is welding something mm -hmm. onto a car. Yeah, the building like, montage every single episode, exactly 45 minutes into the hour on A-team, every single yeah, episode they, they built. They built something. They got to build their Turn escort into a tank. <laughs> and it's like overnight they're done. Yep. Yes, we finished. <laughs> we had enough coffee and we did it. <laughs> and man, we fixed the summer at the same time. Yeah, ha having a, uh, I, I, I don't have a boat, but if, if you did, it'd always have to be, you know, like ready for, for seafaring and, and for space. Like, I wouldn't take my chances on like, Putting together my own spaceship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess well, it's better be good. Code. It's gonna code that you gotta know how to space. put a ship together. It's a building <laughs> montage. <laughs> oh man. To go I, from what they had to this is, is like night and day. Yeah. I got Emily a Lego set uh, for her birthday, and she was building it this weekend. And when she was done, there were pieces left over, and I had to actually ask her, "Are there always pieces <laughs> left over?" And she said, yes, I haven't built a Lego set in forty years, but <laughs> I did not know there are always extra pieces. Yes, yeah, not many. I I have a big '89 Batmobile. It's like this long, and there was like five extra pieces or something. It was not many. <laughs> You are my guest, and I'm therefore in your service. I'm kind of sad that we leave this character so quickly. Yeah. He's a really neat character. Needed more of Nick Nolte. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like the the mention there that that Ugnaughts basically have always been slaves. I mean, you know, as we as we yeah. saw them previously, you know, and so he he managed to you know get out of his servitude, and now he just lives his life of quiet solitude there out right. in the desert and doesn't want to be bothered by anybody. A very noble guy there. I I do like that we get reintroduced back to this character later on in the series. Yeah. yeah. I've spoken. And the tagline. There you go. <laughs> and Mando's armor is looking really bad. Nolte out. He got all that mud off of himself somehow, though. I don't know if the yeah. showers have like a shower inside the sand crawler or what. <laughs> right. You'd imagine that helmet probably smells pretty bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, the whole thing, the whole outfit, and particularly the helmet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you would hope it's got like some breathing equipment in there because otherwise, like, he's smelling his breath all the time. <laughs> well, I, I know from fact wearing a Boba Fett helmet at cons, it can get sort of claustrophobic. I know for a fact from wearing masks during COVID for two years. <laughs> Oh, good. Quill did stick around to see if the ship actually took off. <laughs> like, I'm just going to assume you could finish it up and <laughs> see your way out. He actually made it to space. I think eating would be very challenging. <laughs> well, yeah, and he has to do it, obviously, when no one else is watching. Yeah. Or just use feeding tubes. Takes a lot of his nutrition through a straw. <laughs> Cutest baby ever. Well, it makes you wonder, like, when he's by himself on the ship. I mean, obviously now Grogu is there, but do you think he always chills with his helmet on no matter what? Or do you think he's, like, because, you know, later on in the... Take it off in private or whatever? Yeah, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, as long as another living being is not around, I think yeah, he's fine for taking it off. It just it just can't let someone see him with it. Yeah, they can take a shower once in a while, <laughs> clean it out. You know, get a sanitary wipe. Yeah, they don't really address that in Star Wars. Uh, how people bathe and stuff. It just seems like everybody would be really nasty and smell bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Unless you live on um, uh, Naboo, I suppose. Yeah. Just throwing in Jonathan, who is too sick to be here today. Uh, he he uh, posted in the, the. I guess he's watching us live on Facebook. The Mandalorian is so cute, indeed. Uh, Dan dropped off. I'll get him back in. There we go. Sorry about that. Um, no problem. <laughs> so that's episode two, the child, and and this time we are watching the the gorgeous artwork after the fact. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Really cool. Uh, so this uh, episode was nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Single Camera Picture Editing, uh, oh, and it okay. won and it won Emmys for Outstanding Special Visual Effects hmm. and Outstanding Sound Mixing. So, yeah, I could definitely see the uh, winning the special effects uh, for this with that Mudhorn. Uh, oh yeah. Fight. So something that. we haven't mentioned. I mean, him and the baby, and him and the baby in the crash. I mean, ha has anyone here not? Or I mean, is anyone here not familiar with Lone Wolf and Cub? Yeah. <laughs> I am not. Really? Okay. So so no one got that. Like the entire Mandalorian and the baby thing is a complete ripoff of a Japanese manga from the seventies called Lone Wolf and Cub. That's, that's about a samurai traveling through feudal gotcha. Japan, you know, with a baby and having a Western type adventures or feudal Japan, which is basically Western type adventures exactly as this show. I mean, it, it, it's a huge Japanese manga from the seventies. It's been adapted into multiple movies in Japan, multiple TV series in Japan. Cool. It's never there was an American version. They took the the Japanese comic and it was reprinted in America. Frank Miller and a lot of other artists kind of re worked on the American version of the comic. Uh, there's supposed to have been Japanese uh, versions of the movies that had been worked on over the decades, but have never come to fruition. So there's never been an American version of Lone Wolf and Cub. 
the Mandalorian is basically an American version of Lone Wolf. That's really cool. Yeah, I, yeah I, I look at look look up Lone Wolf and Cub because it's it's the exact same scenario. It's the exact same visual of like you know the warrior, the lone warrior, you know, walking through you know the wilderness, you know, with a baby in tow, you know, rescuing towns and having you know Western and Western slash fuel Japan adventures. Cool. I mean, is it good enough that it's actually worth uh, watching today, or is it too dated? Well, I mean, there's there. I mean, the primary source material was was a was a comic, was a manga. And oh, then, so there's no um, yeah. no movie version. Well, of no, it there is. There's been, multiple, there's been multiple Japanese films of it. I've never actually watched it myself. I'm I'm familiar okay. with it, but I've never actually like sat down. I'm not like a fan of it or anything. I've never sat yeah. down and watched like any of the movies of the TV shows of Lone Wolf and Cub. But it's huge in Japan. I mean, it's a I mean, it's a thing like you know, a warrior oh. and a baby next to him. To a Japanese person, culturally, they know exactly what that is. You know, that's that's a that's a lone wolf and cub reference. They're just, you know, they they just know that automatically. Oh. I was just curious because you know, yeah, we, yeah, we, no, we I, didn't I, mention I, it last week, and this week was the one to mention it because it's the first time we've seen the two of them just kind of wandering through the desert together. Yeah, that might be uh, worth uh, searching out and a little history on. Yeah, the, the um. Yeah, there's a, there's a ton of books. I mean, you could spend, you could read like uh, a, a book every every month, like the rest of the year, probably. <laughs> there's there's a lot of material there because it's been going for a long time. Yeah, it started in 1970. <laughs> okay. So there's so there's 50 years worth of Lone Wolf and Cub material from Japan. Wow. But yeah, I think it was in the '80s that that Frank Miller, David Mazzuchelli, a lot of the same people who worked on like Daredevil and and his Batman and stuff, did a did an American kind of remake comic of Lone Wolf and Cub. Did you have that one? No. no. <laughs> like I said, I'm not I'm not particularly a fan of it. I just I'm just familiar with it. And as soon as I saw The Mandalorian, especially that second episode, I'm like, oh, it's it's Lone Wolf and Cub. <laughs> Let me have to look that up. I like Frank Miller's stories, so I'll see if yeah. I can find it online somewhere i think the so books are all three. Uh, black and white. yeah i believe the original 70s books are all black and white yeah <laughs> so uh doing episode three next week yes um yep. Mandalorian chapter around. Three, the sin yeah I, I i was looking through the episode descriptions to try to remember it's like okay are there any like throwaway episodes ones that are not necessarily worth redoing and you know there really aren't no there isn't <laughs> every episode especially that first season was so significant i mean yeah. and i mean it's episodic so i mean you know a lot of people complained about the fact that a bunch of the episodes kind of coming up are like standalone kind of you know he the western guy shows up in a town and saves the town kind of thing yeah. But they're all so good. <laughs> yeah, the, the one I, I don't care for so much is the one where they go to that uh, planet with that little community and they're being ransacked by like uh, raiders and stuff like that. I don't. That's know that's the like question. That. That's the that's the classic lone yeah. stranger rolls into town and saves yeah. the town. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's such a classic Western story. Yeah, well, it's very similar to the first uh, season two episode one where uh, he shows up and helps him. Yep get that armor cool well we are at right around 40 minutes so any any last thoughts or anyone that was a great episode i really enjoyed it had a little bit of comedy a little bit of uh um 
building of the character of Grogu and kind of obviously that he's a he's a force user and stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, huge yeah. revelation there. Because I mean, just because it it looked like Yoda doesn't mean that that was necessarily going to be the case, yep. you know? Right. And and for all the questions you have about this very major character, really the only thing we learned was, yeah, he's got some force ability, but it wears him out after when he does use it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, now it's the only it's only the third member of that of that race that we've seen, and all yeah. three have been, you know, force wielders. So, Dude, I really like the teasing of old characters or lesser known characters, and still it makes you want to know more, even more, even getting that little extended glimpse into their their lives. You still want to know more, even after that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what is his record for frogs eaten in a single? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh no! Even but the, even the Jawas or the Ugna, you want to you yeah. want to see more of them. Oh yeah, yeah. It's so much, it's so so much background. Um, but you know, I can't wait till we discuss season two when Grogu's eating the eggs. You know, that's a good one. Too. Yes. <laughs> now, Grogu's not the best little baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He, he he's not. He's definitely not a vegan. He definitely does not have a lot of respect for life. Yeah. 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 There, there's he's more enough to hold a cup of tea and drink that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute when he does that. Yeah. Okay, so I guess uh, next week we're gonna go uh, on Thursday because we're gonna skip Valentine's yeah. Day for, <laughs> for for those of us uh, live who who have someone to spend Valentine's Day with. So. There you go. <laughs> Probably a smart move. Yep. So next week, next Thursday, uh, episode three, The Sin, you said? The Sin. Great. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and take us out. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Yep. And thanks, Jonathan, for joining us on uh, Facebook Live, <laughs> even in, even if you're too sick to join us in person. So hopefully you'll feel better next week. Hope you feel better, Jonathan. <laughs>